Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast. And <clears throat> excuse me, I want to tell a little secret about Jody here Ooh, if I can. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be that exciting, but it's, you know, <laughs> I still think it's cool. Um, Jody is a huge George Michael fan. Yeah. Right? Oh, the late George God. Michael. He meant so much to me. And, uh, and he passed away on Christmas. It was on Christmas Day, wasn't it? It was on Christmas 20, Day. 2016, maybe? Yeah, and then Sam, when I texted it to you guys, Sam, can I sell it? Can I tell a secret about Sam? Might as well. Sam said, I guess it was his last Christmas. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway. That sounds like Sam, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, it made me smile. There's so many many of those jokes from Sam that end with, is it too soon? (laughs) (laughs) It's always too soon. That one definitely is too soon. Yeah. But- uh, but I, I came across something that I just thought was really super cool about the song Last Christmas, Last which Christmas. is playing everywhere right yes, now. Yes, you know? rightly so. Um, it's been covered a million times, but the original version is is by Wham. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, George Michael actually wrote the song. In fact, that was one of the things. This Sam, this is really kind of like your music news stuff. But yeah. He wrote the song in his childhood bedroom. He was just visiting his parents one day, and like so many hit records, he wrote it, of course, in one hour, and it was done, you know, like that. Of course. It It flows out of you, like meant to be. You know, even though it's not technically technically a Christmas song, it gets played at Christmas time because it's really about a a 24-hour relationship, as you know, which took me a while to figure out because I don't listen to lyrics. Yeah, but, you know, it's Christmas. It's like that Dan Fogelberg thing that they had a six-pack at Christmas, so therefore, it's a Christmas song. Right. Okay. (laughs) All right. But it is. And that, I mean, I suppose really what happens is if it's been associated with Christmas music and Christmas music Mm -hmm. radio stations for years and years Mm -hmm. and years, it just kind of becomes a Christmas song, right? Right, baby, it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, when When it first came out, it, it, it didn't really chart in the U.S. at all. And in the United Kingdom, the only thing that was keeping it from going to number one was another Christmas song, Do They Know It's Christmas. Oh, the Band-Aid, the fundraising yeah. song. Right, the big right. one. I like that one, too. Which, the reason that that's kind of ironic is because George Michael is part of Band-Aid. Yeah, he is. He you know? should have been. He was He's everywhere that, at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But the, um, the one thing that I never knew, and when I had to put it you know, to my ears to the test on this, it still leaves a question mark. There was a plagiarism suit against last Christmas. Sam is the music news guy. Have you heard this one? Because no. I never heard this one. No. Yeah. Who sued him? So, uh, so this is the hook, of course, last Christmas of Wham. And it changes here. So the people that sued him uh, were the writers of this song by Barry Manilow. Okay. And this part right here. It is not the same. Hmm. That was a late 1970s song, but uh, yeah. So they took it to court. Who do you think won that one? Probably George Wham. Michael. Yeah. yeah, George did. Baby. And actually, he yes. had the brilliant case because his lawyer brought in 
60 different examples of songs with the same kind of melody. Mm-hmm. They say this, there are so many songs that have this kind of transition. Here, listen, it wasn't stolen from Barry. And, That's um, cool. So they, they, they threw the, you know, the suit was, was dismissed. Oh, good. Um, and then the final thing, Jody, just because you are such a George Michael fan, but I thought this was cool, didn't know this either. Yeah. <laughs> when they went in the studio to record it, George Michael really was not an instrument player. If you watch old videos of him, he was pretty much he was a writer and a singer, right, right? Exactly. But he insisted on playing the keyboards, and so that oh. dun, dun 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 that you hear is oh, George Michael, wow. and he's occasionally you know moving the the jingle bells every now and then. But they oh. said it was it made the it made the recording session excruciatingly long because he only played with a handful of fingers on the keyboard because he wasn't <laughs> experienced. So it took a few takes before they got it right. Oh, well, why wow. did he insist on doing it if he didn't know how to do it? Maybe he was challenging himself to do something he wanted to do. Could be, yeah. I mean, he, he wrote the song. Maybe he was just passionate about it, having a certain sound and, and feel to it. He was heard in the studio to say, this is how Barry Manilow would do it. <laughs> Stop it. I miss him so much. You know, I feel like there could have been more from him because somebody like him, he would have matured more and he would have given us more music. I I will say that I did see him in concert, Um, not during the the faith tour and all of that, although that album I could I can repeat that whole out. I could you know, that's one of those albums for me. I know the whole album front and back, but it was like in the early 2000s. I went with my cousins to see him. It was like the Freedom Whatever tour, and it was mm-hmm. really good. He's re- He was really good live. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast.